Good evening. It's time to begin this evening. We'd like to welcome everyone out to our evening Bible study. If you are a visitor, we'd like to welcome you and invite you to be back with us at any chance that you have. We do have a few announcements tonight. Uh, there continues to be a list of uh, pantry items out by the front door, so make sure you check that out as you are exiting and see what kind of items you can pick up while you're at the grocery store for our pantry. Those that we have listed as being sick are Sister Sue Clark is sick at home. And then we have a couple that are in the hospital. Sister Miss Barbara Walford uh, continues to be in Centennial Hospital. And then Sister Meg Wolf is in Hendersonville Hospital following some surgery uh, that she had, I believe it was yesterday. So let's be sure that we remember uh, them in our prayers. Uh, the bulletin is full of upcoming events, so you can just make sure that you grab one of those and make note of everything that's in there. Uh, a couple of items of note um, are the uh, couples Bible study, which will be this Tuesday at 7 p.m. And then uh, also next Sunday, uh, will, next Sunday evening will be our youth devotional after the evening service. So make sure you remember those things. Uh, we do have two graduation announcements. Um, and corresponding uh, gatherings for those. Uh, the first one is Isaac Miller, and they will be having a open house here at the Annex on Friday the 11th of May, and that will be from 6 to 9 p.m. And again, that's for Isaac Miller, who will be graduating coming up, and this will be an open house in honor of him Friday the 11th of May from 6 to 9 here in the Annex. And then McKenna, is also graduating and they're going to have a celebration May 18th from 6.30 to 8.30 and that will be here also. Again, that's uh, May 18th from 6.30 to 8.30 and that will be here also in the Annex and that's for McKenna. I believe that's all the announcements that I have. Is there anything I might have overlooked that needs to be announced? Okay, if not, uh, Brother Kirsch Chris Crowder will be leading our singing. Uh, Jimmy Fleming will have our opening prayer. Brother Matt will be bringing us our lesson. And Will Brewer will have our closing prayer. Good evening. All right, soldiers of Christ, arise. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on. Strong in the strength.
before our opening prayer, we'll sing pure in heart. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, for all its many wonderful blessings you've given unto us, for the rain, the sunshine that produces our food and clothing. We come to you now with pure hearts as we just sang about. We pray that our minds will be pure. We pray that we come together tonight to worship and sing songs of praise to you as we should. We ask you to forgive us for our sins, Heavenly Father, for we are weak. We fail you in many ways. We pray that we will overcome these weaknesses through prayer to you and through study of your word. We ask a blessing upon those who are upon our prayer list that have been mentioned that are sick and under the weather that may be in recuperating in, at home or maybe in the hospital undergoing treatments. Be with all those who may have had surgeries this past week. Help the doctors and nurses ministering to all of them. Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with our men and women overseas in harm's way. We pray that their missions will be just and that they can return home safely as soon as possible to their family safe and sound. We ask you to be with Matt as he brings a lesson to us tonight that we can look to your word to prove it to be true, show others around about us in the way that we live the things that we've learned from it. Watch over us, protect us, and forgive us of our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Is it flashing on the screens too? Okay, number 353, back up. How shall the young secure their hearts if you need it? Number 353. And it's flashing on here. How shall the young 
Everybody doing all right? You sure? Man. (laughs) If you would, turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And I want to read verse 11 just to get us into the lesson this evening. We'll be looking at several different scriptures tonight, so... Uh, We will be flipping through the word some. And tonight I want to talk about Satan. I want to talk about the schemes that he sets in front of us, the way that he tries to destroy us. We as children of God, we have an enemy who has set his aim to blind, to confuse to discourage, and to make us miserable. The Bible calls him the devil, Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, the accuser, the ruler of this world, and the God of this age. He is our adversary who prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, says this, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We as Christians are told to wage the good war, 1 Timothy 1.18, to give no place to the devil, Ephesians 4.27, and to stand against his schemes, Ephesians 6.11. We know that we don't battle flesh and blood. We battle the powers and rulers of the darkness against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. The one thing that we always need to remember, though, is what Paul says in Romans chapter 16, verse 20. He says, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Satan loses. And the more we remember that, and the more confidence we have when we face him, 
we will be stronger going against him. This evening, I want to give us some reminders of just how Satan works, what he will try to use on us to discourage us from doing God's will. The first thing to consider this evening is this. Satan is a liar. John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus says, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. The first time Satan appears in the Bible... The first words out of his mouth are what? Turn with me to Genesis chapter 3, and let's look at verse 1. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God Indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat, of, eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You know, it's not all the way a lie, is it? But what is it? It's something to get us to think the way he wants us to think, right? Eve knew what God had said, but what does Satan do? He presents it in a way, I don't know what's going on with the, uh, that's all right. Okay, back on. But he knows that when he presents it in this way, what happens is Eve starts to think. You know, Jesus tells us in John in the scripture that we just read that he's a liar, and there is absolutely no truth in him. Satan will try to work any scenario he can to guide you away from the truth. Think about it. Worship isn't that important. Setting your minds on things above, that's really impossible to do all the time, isn't it? You know, whatever you do in word or deed doesn't always have to be for the Lord. When we think about Satan, what we are dealing with is the perfect example of falsehood. What else? Did it move? Okay. Blinds minds. Now, I didn't get this okay through Aaron, so forgive me if it's incorrect in grammar, okay? Satan wants to blind minds. Turn with me, if you will, to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 
And look at verses 3 and 4. And look at this. Think about this verse. Paul says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Satan is trying his best to keep unbelievers unbelievers. That's what makes our job so awesome. Soldiers of Christ arise. We get to show unbelievers the truth from God's word. How do we do that? We show them that we care about them. We show that we're there for them. We show concern for the situations that they have in their life. And when the opportunity presents itself, we tell them about the truth. Not this false narrative that Satan tries to portray to the world. Notice what the end of verse 4 says. Satan is blinding them because if they aren't blinded, they will see the light of the gospel and it will shine on them. Are we going into the world and battling Satan? He wants to keep unbelievers unbelievers. Are we going to let him win, brethren? We have to remember we have God on our side, amen? Doesn't that help? Doesn't that give us confidence? Satan's doom is set. But the people that he affects in this world is not set yet. Will we let him win as we go into the world and think about these souls? What else? Satan loves to pretend. You know, he likes to play dress up. I remember when I was a kid, my sister always would try to make me play dress up. I didn't like dress up at all. I mean, it was terrible. I'm not going to tell you the outfits I had on either, so we'll just end it at that. So, But 2 Corinthians, see, y'all, I mean, I got it now. If I make fun of myself, we'll laugh, right? I mean, my jokes can't. I got it now, all right. See, Roman, I got it, bro. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 and 15 says this, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing of his ministers also trans, if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their Works. Turn with me, if you will, to 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2. And look at verses 1 and 3. When I read this verse, I immediately, my mind took me to 2 Peter chapter 2, where the Bible says, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. 
and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By the covetousness which they will exploit you with deceptive words, for a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. Now skip down to verse 18. The Bible says, For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. Satan will use anybody and disguise themselves as angels of light, ministers of good. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, Some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, Jesus said that they're going to be like wolves in sheep's clothing. Brethren, are we awake? Brethren, are we looking? Brethren, the only way that we can tell if something is false is if what? We know the word. Amen? The word is our safety. The only way that we can know for sure whether somebody's telling me the truth or not, especially when it comes to God's word, is if it comes from the Bible. In Acts chapter 20, verse 30, Paul told those Ephesian elders that they, uh, these wolves will not spare the flock, but they will draw people away to destruction. Brethren, here is the warning. Satan is working to destroy the church. The church ain't this building, right? The church is the people. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 tells us, don't believe every spirit, but do what? Test them to see whether they are of God. Satan loves to pretend I remember when I was younger, I used to love to pretend. We had a perfect baseball field in the, in the back, and I was Daryl Strawberry, and I would hit all kinds of home runs. Satan pretends to be righteous just to give enough truth to entice you, to draw you in. And then once it's done and sin has come, He's gone, laughing in the wind. And then you're stuck with the mess. Which brings us to the next point. Satan loves to tempt, don't he? 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. Look at what Paul says. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. This verse is incredible. Paul feared that as the serpent deceived Eve by her craftiness, that their minds, these Corinthians, their minds was going to be corrupted from what? From the simplicity 
that is in Christ. Brethren, following the Lord is not that hard. Doing the right thing is not that hard if we want to do it. Amen? Hey, you're going to do what you want to do anyway, right? You're going to do what you want to do. So if I want to do the right thing, it's not that hard to do. He tried Jesus, didn't he? Didn't he try Jesus in the wilderness? But he couldn't get him. He tried Judas and got him, didn't he? You remember he tried Peter as well. Turn with me to Luke chapter 22. I love this story. Luke 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. Jesus tells Peter that he's prayed that his faith would not fail. What is Satan trying to take from us? Our faith. The one who we believe in, the one who we put our trust in, he wants us to doubt it, and he wants to tempt us to go the other way. You're all right doing what you're doing. Just keep on doing it. You don't have to listen to what the Word tells you all the time. Are you kidding me? That's almost ridiculous. Satan wants to rip our faith right from us. Peter had great intentions, didn't he? He said, I'll go to prison with you and I'll die with you. But Jesus said, I pray for you that when you fail, after you uh, do what you're about to do, that you'll come back and you'll strengthen the brethren. You want to know what some of the most encouraging things that we can have as uh, brothers and sisters is when people fail and they get back up. When people ask for forgiveness and they step back up and keep on rolling, that's strength. That's courage. That's Christianity. Satan don't want that. Satan says, you don't need to do that. Brethren, it's not that hard to do the right thing. Amen? Don't forget about the simplicity that is in Christ. What else? And I probably messed up on this one too, but it's okay. Satan likes to pluck. You ever plucked out a feather or something like that, right? The word means to lift up or to raise up. In Mark chapter 4, verse 15, turn with me there. Uh, and I want to look at the other uh, story before we look at verse 15. Mark chapter 4, verse 3. The parable of the sower. You remember the four types of soil? Mark 
Jesus says in verse 3, he says, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. In verse 15 is the explanation. He says, in verse 14, actually, it starts, The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And I want to just say this. There is a lot of scripture about Satan. in there? In the word of God. There is a lot of scripture that talks about this guy trying to do some stuff to us. And here we see it again. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5, Paul wanted to know that these Thessalonians hadn't had their faith destroyed by Satan. Paul understood, and we have to understand today the same thing, that Satan's design is to choke off the faith of people who hear the word. Brethren, we have a job, and we need to be planting, and we need to be watering. Because if we just plant one time and never try to go and do anything else, how do we know if we're not going to be the one that can help that person come to the knowledge of the truth? When people hear the word... Satan puts it in their heart, doubt. Satan puts in their head frustration, embarrassment, anger. He wants it to set in, and he wants to destroy all hope of following Jesus. Brethren, I'm going to tell you, Satan is at work, and Satan wants to destroy us. Which brings me to the last point of this lesson. Satan is a murderer. John chapter 8 verse 44, I read it earlier, but the beginning of that verse says, uh, Jesus talking to these ones who were trying to dispute with him. He says, you are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Satan has one mission. It's seeking to devour whoever he can. What does it mean to devour something? I mean, I use that when I'm hungry, right? I'm about to devour that, right? I'm about to, <laughs> that thing's about to be gone. Satan is looking to devour us. He's set in his mind to discourage us, to make us not continue doing the things that we're supposed to do. From the beginning, we see Satan trying his best to destroy the righteous, to make us as Christians turn from the faith and not let unbelievers hear about the light of the world. What we have to understand is Satan, while he 
is one we must respect and one we must prepare for when Jesus is on our side, he doesn't stand a chance. Amen? When Jesus is on our side, Philippians 4.13, I believe, still says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think about Revelation chapter 20 in verse 10. It says, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Satan's fate is sealed. Don't let him win in your life. Don't let Satan win in other people's lives. We as Christians win, and Satan loses. Brethren, the thought for tonight, the thought for as as you go out into the week, don't let Satan steal your joy. Don't let him steal it. Love on somebody. Be around somebody. Text somebody. Call somebody. Spend some time with somebody. Go see somebody that you hadn't seen in a while. Have a Bible study with somebody. Care for your kids a little bit more than you did last week. Something. Don't let Satan steal your joy and take your mind off the mission. Be a Christian. Be courageous. Be strong. Be an ambassador. Be a representative of the king. And show people what it means to live for him. And why they need to be a part of it. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling. Maybe you're here today and maybe there's some things that aren't quite right in your life. We can pray with you. If you need something, if you need Uh, some guidance, I don't know, whatever the situation is. If you just need somebody to give you a hug, we can hug you and love on you right here. But maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian. Maybe you're here today and you have not rendered obedience to the gospel. Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Do just like that eunuch did, uh, like we talked about this morning. He told Philip, there's water. What hinders me from being baptized? He said, if you believe with all your heart, you can. That eunuch said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And they went into the water, and he was baptized for the remission of his sin. Forgiven. Added to the body. Be a Christian. Obey the gospel today. Whatever you need, come right now. Together we stand and sing.
not have a chance to partake of the Lord's Supper this morning. It's been left prepared for you um, as we are up for this last song. If you'll make your way out the rear of the auditorium, you'll be served at this time. Our closing song be when all of God's singers get home. Song of delight in that city so bright, will be wept with me that it's How the ransom will raise every song in his praise. Thank you for this day you blessed us with and the sunshine we've had this morning and the rain we've had now and this week. And if you'll be with us as we go home tonight and go our separate ways and let us travel safely and be able to appoint, be able to be back here at the next point in time. Christ, let me pray. Amen.